Hello, everybody. This is RNGPC, and we are a D&D podcast, but there is no long, drawn-out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed-out backstories. Last week, Jake created a character that is so inspired by their adventuring mother that they will stop at nothing to accomplish the same goals that they did. Today, we have myself creating a brand new character for us to explore. Welcome to our show. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host, Jake. It's a me. What's up? I'm a Jake, and I'm Italian. No, it's bad. I was trying to get into like the voice <laughs> acting part of this early. Um, but you know what? I feel like it might have been offensive. And if it was, I apologize. But It was just your Mario impress- impersonation. Oh, yeah. It's a me, Mario. Which is like, in itself... Is that offensive? Because you got to think like, was that a stereotype that was being pushed by people of a different, I don't know. We don't have to get into that. That's too deep. I don't care. I don't want to talk about that. Anyways, how have you been? Good, sir. I feel like it's been, it's been a while. It's been. Yeah. It's been about a week. (laughs) Well, but even more than that, the thing I wanted to talk about here at the beginning of this is we, we play in a campaign on every Monday and you're no longer there. You don't. I am no longer there. You're no longer a part of it. You, you've, you've chosen the path of Bilbo Baggins, and <laughs> and gone off to the to the what, what was the place that you get so upset about that you're like? Oh, I went to go kill myself on a boat. <laughs> it's not. It's not yeah. what they do. But okay. <laughs> but yeah, you did that. So how you, how you been? How you been holding up since since all that? I've been good. I've been good. Um, what do you think of all that? As to someone who. I got to experience it as it was happening. One, you're rude. You're just like fl- <laughs> first, first and foremost, it was rude. Um, <laughs> but rude, rude only because the way it kind of happened. Like we, we were friends before that started. We've been friends essentially since we were babies, and we just hung out all together as babies, which is yeah. isn't entirely true, but whatever. Um, and uh, so coming into this, uh, we even tied our characters' backstories together in, in a very kind yeah. of loose way. And so, like, I know when you had decided that you were officially like, you know what, I'm, I'm unable to, like, keep playing, you had told me first that this was happening. And so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. We'll probably, you'll write something and work with the DM to get, get through this and everything. And then in the, the next session after you told me that, uh, you were having a lot of like, ooh, okay, I'm going to talk over here with, uh, you know, this person and all of this and, you know, or with the DM that would be like in whispers. And so yeah. when you guys left to go talk about your whispers, I was left with everyone else in the party. And I think it was, it might have been our editor, Lloyd, who's also in the campaign, or somebody was like, oh, yeah, today's his last episode. And I was like, is, is it like, I, like, oh, I didn't know people knew that he was deciding to get written off. And, and <laughs> that's why I think it was Lloyd. That was like, oh, yeah, it's tonight's his last one. And I was like, well, no, they're working towards it. I don't think it's this actual last one. And to confirm, I texted you. A little, just, <laughs> a little like, hey, it's not today's your last episode, right? You're working towards it. And you're like, nah, fam, I ain't, this ain't my last one right now. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what I thought. That's what I like, <laughs> I'd imagined that there was going to be like a few episodes of like building to a thing. And then, you, then you'd be gone. And as the episode kept going, I was like, it sure feels like it's, but Nathan wouldn't lie to me, his best friend in the whole world. He wouldn't. He wouldn't one leave the campaign that we record every week and lie to me in the same episode. No way. So that's what hurt. <laughs> was the lie? I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm sorry. But it was. It was nice. It, it, it worked. Um, narratively, it's really cool. Um, I think it led to our 
personally best RP moment, and it's amplified by the fact that your character is leaving, right? Like, so it's a good it's yeah. a good RP moment, and then it's made better by the fact of what happens later the next day when he's not there anymore, right? It's made to the yeah. fact because then you look back on that and think like the weight of it is just like oh. Whoa. Yeah, like uh, the things I was trying to tell you and convey to you, mm-hmm. like I, I like my character obviously wanted to tell you that I was leaving, but didn't want to because they didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to have a conversation. It's, it was a really tough choice for them to make. So it's like I was trying to just impart my last little bit of wisdom and just m- making sure that I could feel that you were going to be okay before I left was kind of like my goal at the conversation with you. Mm-hmm. And um, we both, we got there pretty naturally. And then, um, yeah, I, I personally really enjoyed that RP moment as well. It's a long moment. I went back and listened to it, and we took up like 20 whole minutes. Yeah. But it was but it was <laughs> um, good because, like, you came in naturally. And it was, like, one of those things where it was just, like, I think it just shown how much as characters we have now, like, each have our own shit going on. That it was, like, this is us just checking in. Like, our whole character's backstory were tied together because your character saved mine's life under like after a huge like i don't know like my the last group left me down there to die and i assumed everyone in Mm -hmm. my group was dead and you found me and i was like oh you saved me so i'm a paladin and like i just told you i was a paladin even though i was really a bard i was like i'm gonna protect you and keep you alive forever so my main goal in life now is you and then just to see how much that's now like we have our own shit we we aren't so dependent on each other and the only things we have um because you came in and asked me about my now pseudo daughter <laughs> that I had. Mm-hmm. And then I responded just like, oh, yeah, how is your, you have a family. What is that? And, like, realizing that, like, oh, wow, there's been growth here. There's been a lot. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, if Lloyd is the one that spilled that it was my last episode, um, I'm mad at you, Lloyd. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had him. I needed – because I wanted to surprise you. Like, because when it comes to, like – since we are best friends, I always want to tell you when things are in development. I sure. just want to share those things with you. But I also wanted to just like surprise you in the moment in the session mm-hmm. with everyone else. Yeah. So I turned to Lloyd, our editor, to listen to the pre-recorded message I wrote to the entire group mm-hmm. to get his opinion on it. So that's the only reason why he knew yeah. that I was doing something. Because um, I could say, like, again, I wanted you to hear it for the first time organically. Yeah. So and that was nice. That was good. Um, Except for that you just stole the line from Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would. I thought it would. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. Ugh. It. Uh, I thought it'd maybe be funny. I thought it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sure. Because I mean, I guess technically you did write off and go to like take care of your now pseudo. Which is funny because we both have like pseudo families. Is pseudo? Am I using pseudo correctly yeah. there? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We each have pseudo families, and it's like we have got them in very weird ways. Like you got yours because your character can be reborn into new characters that die. And so like when you died, you took over the body of a carpenter that was working at our house that happened to just croak. And like, so he had yeah. a family and now you had a family and mine was literally being in limbo. A random new player character just came in from a world where I was their adoptive father. And now I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. And, yeah. No, no. Yeah, I mean, I know we talk about a lot of DM interaction here on this on this podcast, mm-hmm. and we always offer suggestions. So I'm just going to briefly here before we wrap this up talk about like the process that my DM and I went through sure. for this because I feel like we did a we I feel like I had a lot of fun with it, and I feel like since it was my ending, like me my character leaving and saying goodbye, I had 
the DM let me have essentially all the control, mm-hmm. um, which was really nice. So, I mean, if you're a DM and one of your characters wants to leave, but they want to pay, like, homage to the character they're playing and the group that they've been playing with, um, you know, just let them kind of tell you what they want to do, I suppose. So, like, I approached him and I told him, like, hey... You know, I don't, I can't stay up late on weeknights anymore. Um, every other Monday, I have to leave early because I have to get up even earlier than normal on Tuesday. Blah blah blah, life stuff. And I was like, and I feel like I'm not that committed to this. I'm not invested in it that much anymore as a result. And it's like I just don't want to do a disservice, and I don't want to, sure, you know, not commit because that's kind of how I am. Um, so, um, so I asked him if I could be written off, like if we could work towards writing me off. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Yeah, sure. What are you thinking? So we kind of talked about it and. Fortunately, I spoke up because he assumed that I wanted to be done like there. Like I was going to be out of the campaign, not coming next week. Like, no, like we, we can work towards this. Yeah. Like I want, he's like, oh, so you want to actually like ro- like role play this out? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, I, I said to him, I said, it feels kind of ho for me to just dip out <laughs> on everyone I've been playing this game with like two years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to just peace out. I'm like, all right, guys fuck you and then just like <laughs> you know this shit leave. I'm out. <laughs> yeah so well, and see, um, that's what was even crazier to me because my again my interpretation of it was okay after this next arc like after this next thing maybe something happens maybe i'm a little bit more like i don't know gunslinger with it and just kind of goes out in a blaze of glory type like thing um and that's that's where again i didn't assume it would be soon at all i assumed it'd be at least two to three weeks or something if yeah. not more like but yeah yeah, so I I think it was, I think it was good. Yeah, well, I liked. Yeah, I liked, it. and that's that's interesting to hear that aspect of it because uh, I I recently um, in in all my nerdiness and enjoying of D and D content and different stories and narratives type things, I see you smiling. I think you assume you know where this is going, but you don't. I was recently <laughs> listening to um, some like exploration and backstory into a different D and D like podcast like world the adventure zone run by the McElroy brothers see there's the loop not okay. critical role <laughs> um and in that they have a podcast that they first made called my brother and my brother and me and that's what led them into the adventure zone in the D podcast and i didn't realize that what started that was their their first podcast my brother and my brother and me is a question-based podcast where they'll respond to youtube questions or not youtube um yahoo questions or different weird things all over the internet and just make like jokes about it for hours and mm-hmm. two years before they ever started the adventure zone podcast there was one question and the question was how do you break up with your D group <laughs> which is what this is but like and i didn't realize that's how it started they just started like oh man that'd be like i haven't played in so long that'd be so cool and like and then it slowly became them trying out a random one-off type thing that like everything else grew into something bigger um but that's that's what you answered, right? Your question was the like, how do I do this in a way of like, because it's like breaking up with anyone else in a relationship, right? It's like, do I just ghost them? Am yeah. I just done? I just don't show up anymore. It's like, fine, bye. It's like to your point, that's ho. <laughs> yeah, and like it was it was nice for you to be able to have that conclusion to it, and it and it did work more better than I thought it would, honestly, within the narrative of like you deciding to go after the family and like or raise your family, move them away, and not be a liability to the group anymore, and. What I'm excited about is my character to now just have more trauma placed right at their feet that they have to deal with. <laughs> and, like, I was already having... I'm excited to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, I, I brought this up after we were done streaming. I was like, I, I hate to feel like everything's about my character, but 
I've had the most trauma happen to me, right? Like I've died. I, <laughs> I, I had my group that I was trying to aspire to be like, come back and say, no, you're still not good enough. Stop doing that. I've had yeah. Prami, the person I swear to protect, die in my arms only to have him come back and tell me, no, actually my goal is not to be able to stay alive. It's to be able to die and be like, what the fuck? Like, oh, jeez, Yeah, it was just. <laughs> <laughs> and now to have this new trauma also placed right in front of him. And it's just like cool he's already becoming more of like an angry like dad type like the the overprotective like oh i'm aggressive and so like now having this that he's gonna avoid dealing with but have it boom 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 kind of come out and and spurts at people it's gonna be fun and yeah um go go ahead well i was just gonna say the last thing is like technically what i loved in this moment is promise the first person to ever say i love you to him oh and he's gone now (laughs) So like, yeah, what does that mean, right? Right, and so just and like, and even in that way, like again, Andrin's always kind of just been he doesn't understand what familial bonds are or that type of like emotional connection towards somebody, but he knows he's been striving for it, so he's been trying to figure it out. And like the last thing you said to him is like, oh, well, people that fight for each other and are arguing is because they care, is because there's emotions, and so like just processing that and realizing like, wait, what does it mean that he left and all of this? And like, it'll just be fun. It'll be fun to, to roll. Man, we did a good, we did, we did a good, good. (laughs) Feels good. It's almost like we role play together every week. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I think is funny too. Sorry. Last thing. You're fine. The longer you role play a character, the more some of your own, you comes through in it, right? Sure, you're playing somebody else that's going through different things, but things you're also trying to process and deal with, you'll find will sneak in. <laughs> you'll find the, the, yeah. the, the, they'll they'll start popping up, and I think that's what's fun um, about the two characters we played here. So, yeah. uh, the last the last thing I'm going to say is that um, I would edit in the thing I pre-recorded into this, um, but I did not put in the the effort into finding royalty free music, <laughs> so. <laughs> We're not going to do that. No. However, can't touch me on Discord, bitch. So if you want to hear the, the, the pre-recorded letter that I wrote, um, join our Discord. Um, if you're watching us on Twitch, we usually drop the link in there. So um, you can enter our Discord. I'll post the thing I pre-recorded in there. It's about six minutes long. You can hear how I said goodbye to a two-plus-year campaign and let me know what you think. Yeah. I think I think I did it. I'm proud of it. I feel yeah. like I put, oh, no, no, it was, it I put was, a lot of effort into it. And I think I yeah, did good. it was done well. Yeah, thank you. Thank I very you. much appreciate, appreciate it. That. I teared up. Nice, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Levix cried too. Well, it's because Levix Lloyd, bitch. I guess, our editor. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so you're ready to get into this week's yeah, character? Yeah, yeah, Build your build your boy. Build your build your character right. out. Get the get the building muscles going. I don't I don't know what that is. <laughs> let's go. All right, let's do it. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our patrons. Impending Duff, thank you so much for your patronage and supporting us for all this time. Um, you can find Impending Duff at twitch.tv slash impendingduff where he paints Warhammer minis and also gives tips and tricks on the painting community. So go and check him out. If you would like your name to be shouted out here as well, head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash rngpc, sign up at the correct tier, and we will shout your name out here along with Impending Duff. Now let's get on to building this week's character. Thank you. Okay, which one of us is going to talk first? 
Oh me? God! Okay. <laughs> I'm going. Is it room silence again? No, we don't need to. Do- no, it's fine. This is all. Keep it in. All this is in there. We're building the character now. <laughs> um, so you are excited about this character? Tell me more. Tell me more. Like, did he have a car? La la da. They do not da, have a car. Okay. Well, that's my grease. You know what they did have? A ship. Oh, oh I didn't even. <laughs> wow. I didn't even do that on purpose. I um. So, I decided that I have three D and D source books. Um, you decided that, that fact. Yep. <laughs> and then it was true when I looked down at my shelf. I was like, there they are. <laughs> um, All right. So I decided that I wanted to try to draw something from each of them. I own the Player's Handbook, mm-hmm. Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Mm-hmm. And Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. So the very first book and, I, and then the two newest books. Yes. I don't own Xanthar's Guide to Everything. And I think there's another there's kind few. of player source book in there somewhere. Oh, player source books. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a few. That... Yeah, specifically player. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I own the DM Guide and the Monster Manual, but that doesn't matter to no, us. No, it doesn't. It's not for the character building. Content. Stuff, yeah. yeah. So that's what I decided to do. Nice. And I had no preconceived expectations. I had nothing I wanted to strive for. I just wanted to grab things that I thought were interesting and fun and that made me excited. So okay. I, st- I started with the player's handbook. Actually, no, it's, that's, that's a lie. It's not where I started. That's just the first thing listed here. You're such a liar. I started in Tasha's. I know. I'm sorry. Please forgive me for I've sent. It is Tasha's um, book that I started in because while Van Richten's guide is a good source book, it's very specific on what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Very horror, very spooky. Tasha's is a little bit more broad. Sure. Um, so I started in Tasha's, and I decided, in homage to me saying goodbye to the warlock I've been playing for a long time, that I would create a warlock. Jesus. You, I like how you make all of these interesting, really fun gym, mental gymnastics that you go through just to do what you always do. <laughs> but the subclass is from Tasha's. Okay. And I decided to bring in the Fathomless Warlock subclass. Ooh, Fathomless. Yeah, let me read that to you. You have plunged into a pact with the deeps, an entity of the ocean, the elemental plane of water, or another otherworldly sea now allows you to draw on its thalicic power. It is merely using you to learn about terrestrial realms. Oh, is it merely using you to learn about terrestrial realms, or does it want you to open cosmic floodgates and drown the world? Jesus. So I was like, okay. Okay. It's like, that's dope. That's a sweet subclass. What can I build off of that? Yeah. So I jumped into the player's handbook next, and I chose a traditional background, which I know we've only used a couple of them so far. Mm-hmm. And I ended up on Sailor. Nice. So that's pretty self-explanatory. You sailed in a seagoing vessel for years. In that time, you faced down mighty storms, monsters of the deep, and those who wanted to sink your crafts to the bottomless depths. Your first love is the distant line of the horizon, but the time has come to try your hand at something new. It's like, okay. So we've got a sailor. Maybe a pirate? Hmm, maybe. Maybe, maybe a merchant? And they, yeah, and they've gone into this pact of, of the, from the fathomless. Mm-hmm. So what happens there? Mm. Lastly... I brought together a dark gift, which is something out of Ravenloft. There's no link because Ravenloft's so new, so I apologize, Jake. I have the book in front of me. And I decided to choose the dark gift of Mistwalker, which reads, The mists grip all who tread the domains of dread, but you know how to slip through their grasp. 
You can navigate the mist successfully given enough time and a little luck, but this freedom comes with a price. If you remain in one area for too long, the mists find you and drain you of your life force. Wait, what, is the, what are so, the mists? Exactly. That's what we're going to kind of figure out here. Wait, so there's not like a thing so, it's referring to where it's like, oh, the mists are a creature or a god or a like another, like other, I mean, one, no. again, this is a creative game where we're fucking making up anything we want. So if it's like open to interpretation, fuck yes, let's figure that shit out. But like, I didn't know if it was like, like, again, it's like, oh, you can run away from dragons like is that what it means (laughs) like sorry so 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 you have origins when it comes to the misty traveler which is um they give you four of them so for example you learned about a secret you learned a secret about the nature of the mists ever since you can manipulate them but the lands you walk have turned against you um you flee you fled into the mist to escape someone or something that's hunting you you can never rest knowing you're still being pursued so um, things of that nature. But yeah, the mist is kind of vague. It's just this okay. thing that comes from a certain domain. And it's hunting you. The mist itself is hunting you. Oh my god, I love it. Um, and the cool thing about it, one of the coolest things that would affect role play and gameplay, is that it comes with a um, feature, I guess. That's mm-hmm. not an ability because it's not a good thing. <laughs> but it's called, it's called Poisoned Roots. Okay. When, when you finish a long rest, the world around you within a 10-mile radius becomes a siphon that will eventually leak a, leach away your vitality. You can remain in the area safely for a number of weeks equal to your constitution modifier. Thereafter, each time you finish a long rest in the area, you must succeed on a DC, saving, on a DC 15 constitution saving throw. Or gain one level of exhaustion that can't be removed while you remain in the area. So the mists kind of hunt, hunt you down. Yeah. So wait. They hunt on. you down and cover a 10-mile radius. Okay. Okay. So. First. What is the benefits of having this mist thing? What does it give you besides just being hunted by it? Um, you can cast Misty Step without using a spell slot once per long rest. Okay. Um, and then you also get a thing called Mist, mist Traveler. Um, when you enter the mists, sorry, I have to pull this. I wasn't in front of me. You're fine. I also hate the word mists. Mists. It's hard to enunciate. It's multiple mists. <laughs> yeah. Um, when you enter the mists intent on reaching a specific domain, you are treated as if you possess a mist talisman keyed to that domain. To use this trait, you must know the name of the domain you have chosen as your destination, but you don't need to have previously visited that land. This trait does not allow you to bypass domain borders that are closed by a Dark Lord's will. Okay, so I feel like the domain borders and all of that, that's a whole... I'm not familiar fully with it, because I think that's different than planes. I don't. I think domains yeah. are different than planes. That's, domains are introduced in Ravenloft, and I didn't read all about them, to be perfectly honest, okay. so I also don't well, truly understand what it means, so, a domain. So, again, this is where it's like, one, this is all really exciting, because I love this dynamic. Like, it's something that we haven't played with before, and I'd like... Yes, um, but like I don't think we need to go fully into the domains aspect of that. What I would say is just from the very beginning, again, conversation with your DM, talk about what the domains mean to them, and if you want to pull it directly from this book, they're in the Ravenloft thing, but we can just kind of say the character doesn't fully understand what domains are yeah. either per se. But so being able to cast Misty Step, that's huge, because I mean, you had that necklace of Misty Step that allowed you to kind of just teleport around, which was, you essentially couldn't be grappled. Like, cause even if you yeah. were cool, gone, done, I'm out of it. Like, yeah. So that's, that's, that's cool. Um, and then, okay. Next question. 
<laughs> this is kind of getting into the logistics of it. Um, with with that ten mile radius, so is it just like cool? I came to the spot right in the center. I slept here once. Ten mile, like so now. Every time you sleep in that ten mile radius, it counts towards that week, right? So it's not like, like, like you you could walk ten and a half miles away, sleep there once, and then it resets, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's it's a weekly thing. So if you if you, let's say you visit a new town and you spend a long rest there, now you've got this poisoned roots effect. Everything within a ten mile radius has the chance to exhaust you. However, um. One moment. You can remain there safely without having to roll a DC save for the number of weeks equal to your constitution modifier. So, so, just just know this. I'm gonna say this up, up here early. We, we've had negative constitution modifiers before. Minimum of one week. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> I was just gonna say like so. Just, just... So if you spend somewhere more than a week, that's when it becomes concerning. If you have a zero, it's not like if, every if, single if day. If your con is a zero. Yes. But, dude, that's dope. This gives me some real, like, you ever watch It Follows? No. It's a good, it's a good, like, kind of thriller horror movie that's, like, an indie horror film um, that is kind of similar to this, that there's, there's like, a being that only people that have been affected by it can see, and it's slowly always walking towards you. And if it ever catches you, it kills you. And granted, in the story, how you get it, how it gets attached to you is you have sex with the person that it's currently chasing. So, like, if I have it and it's chasing me, I go and have sex with somebody else and it's now chasing that person. And then what happens is that if it ever – it's essentially it's, – it's, like it's like taking STDs and making a horror movie out of them, kind of. Yeah. Um, and and gotcha. if it ever catches the person that it's chasing and kills them, it then reverts back to the next person that was in line. So, it's like, it's like the chain gotcha. emails. <laughs> but, like, that's what this kind of reminds me of. And it's that, like, there's just this ever-present fear of – and, 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 it, and it, it presents itself as a normal human. And it looks like it's just yeah. kind of so. That's fun. That's a fun thing to like. And again, as a DM, oh, that's such a yes. Give me that little thing to play with. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. Um, I like the idea of being a sailor who stumbled upon a really thick mist out in the ocean. Yeah. And fucked it. Fell off their ship and fucked and it. Yeah. Just fucked that mist. And fell off their ship and <laughs> then they got their subclass, their patron. And that's kind of what I'm imagining, yeah. type of thing. The mists. It all. I think it all originates with the mists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just, we'll just see. like Stephen King's book. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we, we've done more talking here in the beginning part than we usually do. So before we get too attached uh, to certain any aspects, let's uh, maybe get down to rolling. Okay. I also did bring a race, you- which I put. I, I wrote down as uh, uh, human. We can roll. We can just roll on. Okay. It. So we're gonna. You want to roll on that first? I guess. I mean, I don't care. What, what, I know you have strong feelings about human. Humans are fine. Again, for me, if... One, we're RNG PC, so I want to roll as much as we fucking can. <laughs> um, and two, if unless there's a specific reason that you think the why the race kind of works, I think it'd be fun. I mean, play with a few different things because it can, it can give us something else to also play with in this background. Um, so that's where I would say, if you're open to rolling on it, we can roll just on the basic 12... Or, you know, or, or whatever, if you want to roll a D20. Yeah, I want to keep it basic. Sorry. Let's just roll and see. Are there tw- are the basics 12? Um, let me double check. Bibbidi boop boo. Um, races. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine 
technically. Um, which is dragonborn, dwarf, elf, gnome, half-elf, half-orc, yeah. halfling, human, and tiefling. Um, if you want to roll a d10, and if you roll a 10, just roll again. Or if you want to roll... Yeah. Uh, if you want to add in, like... I'm going to do that. One more to be on this because I mean, Asimar, uh, we've even done Tortles a bunch. No, I'm gonna roll a d10. Okay, I've decided. All right. Oh, I threw that across the room. Let me grab my. That's other not how you roll. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be yeeting dice across the room. I don't know why that happened. I missed the tray. I rolled a three. Oh, your favorite. An elf. Yep. An elf. Am I excited about an elf? Do you want to go? Yeah, else fine. Else okay. fine. Uh, do you want to go into the subclasses of it to make you more excited, or do you just want to say nope, just elf? Um, let me see if something comes up to me. Oh, there's a sea elf. Too much time on that it. came from the the. Is there really? Yeah. Wait, what is this from? Source from. I cannot pronounce that word. More, more. You pronounce it. I don't know what you're looking at. Scroll. Uh, uh, uh. Go to the elf sub races. No, here. Are you on D&D Beyond Forgotten Realms? No. Yeah, you always use Forgotten Realms. I think that's where you are. No, I'm on the wiki dot. I hate that thing. Here. Oh. Wiki dot, wiki dot, wiki dot. Here, I'm putting it here. Found it, found it, found it. Here, click on the link. Click on the link. Too late, I found it. I don't know what the fuck that is. Mordenkainen's? Mordenkainen's? Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes? Tomes of Foes. So it says sea elves. Sea elves fell in love with the wild beauty of the ocean in the earliest days of the multiverse. While other elves traveled the realms from realm to realm, the sea elves navigated the depths, currents, and explored the waters across the hundred worlds. Today, they live in small hidden communities in the ocean shallows and the elemental plane of water. Yeah, let's do that. Your con goes up by one. Sea elf training. Cool. You have proficiency in spear and tridents. What? <laughs> Light crossbow and a net. <laughs> Your swim speed is 30, and you can breathe air and water. Jesus. Friend of the sea. Using gestures and sounds, you can communicate simple ideas to the beast. Okay, yeah. this. I mean, sure. And again, this is something where if your DM doesn't like the, this thing, cool. You don't have to. Use it. Use a different right. one. Sweet. Dope. We got, got us a sea elf. I didn't even know there was a thing. <laughs> All right, cool. You ready to roll in the background a sailor? Let's Just get it. All right, you can roll first. Oh, whoa. Okay, hang on. Let me open the sh- sh- shailer. Um, they have variants in here, too, for pirate and stuff like that. But anyways, uh, D8. That's a D10. There's a D8. I have way too many dice. Okay, actually, I don't have that many. I need more. D8. Yeah, always. Ooh, I rolled an 8, which is, I like a job well done, especially if I can convince someone else to do it. Oh my god, that's per- that's so me. <laughs> um, ideal next. Yep, it's a D6. D6. I rolled a four. Mastery. Oh I'm a predator, and the other ships on the sea are my prey. Oh, got another evil character coming at you. Hell yeah. Finger guns. You know my favorite part of the Lego right, movie? My favorite part of the Lego movie. Hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, Lego movie favorite part. <laughs> I was going to ask if you wanted to cut that, but apparently we're just rolling with it because that's what we do here. God bless you, then, I guess. I was going to say my favorite part of the Lego movies is anytime they shoot, the guns just go pew, 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 pew. Just yeah. people saying pew. Yep. Okay, D6, four dat bond. I rolled a four as well. The bond is in a harbor town. I have a paramour 
whose eyes nearly stole me from the sea. It's the song Brandy. And the sailor I'm assuming that Brandy. means a woman. You're a fine girl. You're a fine girl. What a good <sighs> wife you will be. D6. <laughs> D6 for flaw. But my life. I rolled a four again. Once I start drinking, it's hard for me to stop. Oof. This Oof. person sounds toxic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's just keep rolling. Keep rolling. rolling. What? What? Also, you get a, so it's your turn. Roll strength. Yeah, 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 sorry. What? Saying, you also get other elf pluses on top of... Um, yeah, I tried to look for those, but I didn't see them. Dex goes up by two. Gotcha. Okay, okay. That's striggity strength. Ooh, not amazing. I rolled a four, a two, a two, and a one. So you have an eight strength. Oh my god, that makes sense why I convince everyone else to do work for me. <laughs> It's okay. Jack Sparrow wasn't very strong. True. <laughs> All right. Dexterity. Sure. Bar's apparently running by my I... window. <laughs> Go. I rolled a five, a two, a two, and a two. So nine? Plus two is 11 from the oh, elf. Oh, yeah. Look at these reasonable stats we got coming at you. This one, I would say, almost matters as much as charisma now or not. If not more, because of your missed shit. So this is your con. Oh, buddy. What'd you do to me? Highest number I rolled. It's a three. No. And then another three. And then a two. So you got an eight. Eight. But you get the plus one. Plus one is nine. <laughs> I think I jinxed it when I said we've had negative ones for these before. Why are you doing this to me? Why can't I get the sexy rolls? I want them. <laughs> it's okay. Hey, hey, we All got right. this. Look at me. We got this. All right. Intelligence. Better. I rolled a six, a five, a four, and a one. Jesus. Was that 15? 15. 15 int. It's charisma that matters for warlocks, right? So that's going to be on you to make yes. them useful. Okay. Uh, wisdom. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Where was this roll? Um, I rolled a 6, a 4, a 4, and a 4. So that's a 14 for the wisdom. Nice. All right. Second half, baby. Coming back strong. Okay, not bad. I rolled a 4, a 4, a 4, and a 2. So 12. Okay, cool. So this is is great because this is a classic ranged... Uh, a spell casting character. They do not have any of the physical characteristics to make them really a threat, so they use their mind to fuck with people. They have the high intelligence, yeah. they have high wisdom, and good charisma. So, like, perfect. I mean, obviously, like, this would maybe be more of, like, a, a wizard type, or if I'm, like, rearranging these, I would put the 15 in charisma, and then maybe the, the 12 in constitution, and have... Yeah. Like, but, but either way, this is great. So what we know from this as of right now, not very strong. Not even very, like... Not unhealthy, but he's like a little little weakly when it comes to other elves types because he's got a nine constitution, right? So he's going to be a little squishier, a little bit more uh, vulnerable to shit. But okay. Other than that, I, I don't think anything here really entirely fucks us. I mean, the main thing again is he's not strong. So yeah, that's fine. I like it. You want to recap real quick? Yes, Sri Bob. All right. So the, 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 this week, Nathan decided. I got books. Look at these books. Look at all these books I got here. There's three of them. And he wanted to bring something from each of his uh, character-based D&D books. Um, and so he started with the player handbook. No, wait. 
you started with the warlock, right? I started with Tasha. Tasha. Yeah. So you started with Tasha's, and he brought the class of warlock because one, he just stopped playing a warlock in a campaign, so he wanted to be like, "Here's to you, Mister Promi." Um, and so he wanted to bring in a warlock, and in Natasha's book, he found the subclass of the Fath- Fathomless, which is a very interesting water-based uh, patron of some sort that seems to be wanting to do something with a whole water plane or drowning of the world, I remember in there. Sounds fun. Um, and then from there, he went back to the original OG player hands book and was like, what can I bring from this? And found the original like backgrounds and decided to go with sailor which gives us kind of you know pretty this, this person was on a boat at some point <laughs> um and then the newest book from ravenloft he wanted to bring a dark gift which is a new thing that ravenloft introduces as like a background or like personality type thing like feature i guess um and he found the mist walker which is this dope ability that essentially allows you to cast misty step and do certain things with different domains if you know the names of them but has a very heavy, heavy uh, um, cost to it in that these mists that you draw this power and energy from are chasing you and trying to find you and consume you and probably make you a part of them in some way. So this restricts how long you can sleep in certain areas and makes for a really fun dynamic as someone that likes the DM I would love to play with. Um, And then we rolled... On the race, because we weren't really attached to anything. He's like, sure, let's, let's just roll, roll them bones. And we got elf. And then through there, we found that there's a sea elf, which, I mean, I mean, come on. You got to go with the flow here, right? You just got to obviously just go the, the, the way the winds are blowing on the ocean. So we went with the sea elf, um, which is exciting. And then we rolled in the sailor background, got the personality trait of, I'd like a job well done, especially if I can convince someone else to do it. The ideal is mastery. I am a predator, and the other ships in the sea are my prey, which is an evil alignment. And then the bond is, in a harbor town, I have a paramour whose eyes nearly stole me from the sea. Which, again, is the song Brandy. So that's the whole song, Brandy. And, like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 uses that really well in there. And, so, and anyways, and then Flaw. <laughs> and then we have the Flaw is, once I start drinking, it's hard for me to stop. And then we rolled the stats. We got a strength of eight. Uh, decks of nine, but with the plus two from elves brings it up to 11. Got a con of eight, but the plus one from Dem Sea Elves gives it a nine. And then an intelligence of 15, wisdom of 14, and charisma of a 12. Yep. And that's where we are. Yeah. So. Sweet. I know you've kind of had some preconceived notions of what you've already talked about, what you kind of like for this character. So where would you like to kind of start piecing things together? So I feel kind of bad because, like, there's nothing here that kind of contradicts my... my no, not at all. ...inspiration. Yeah. Um, the only thing is that I didn't imagine this character being evil, but they could have been an asshole. That's fine. So I'm going to give you, like, a glossed-over summary of what I was imagining happens. Sure, let's do it. This sailor out at sea whether they're a pirate or a merchant or whatever the case may be i don't really care i'm kind of attracted to pirate because i love pirates of the caribbean but it doesn't truly matter sure um all of a sudden they're in these this thick mist and they're trying to get out of it and their ship gets shipwrecked from something underneath the water and while everyone else was scrambling trying to find something to hold on to trying to find some way to escape whatever may be attacking their ship, if that is what's happening. This person dove down into the water, pulled out a sword, 
and almost get, got ready to defend themselves, which brought a level of respect from this fathomless creature that was attacking the ship and um, maybe offered to spare their life at and, get, and grant them power to achieve their goals, but at a cost, like most bad people mm-hmm. do when they give you good things. And now the mists are a constant thing. And maybe we can even flavor text the mists and say that they don't just attack our player. But if we're in a town, that whole town could possibly get their vitality sucked away from these mists. Like anything in the 10-mile radius could be affected. So they have to choose whether they care or not that um, these mists are going to find them and leech the vitality off the people around them. So... And themselves. Is that that's just if they're still there though, right? If they leave, the town's fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I that that's not. I, I don't hate that. And that's again that's something I'd maybe leave out to the DM. And if this player knows it, so that could be something as a DM. I decide to do without telling you. Like you just know the mists are coming yeah. after you, and then all of a sudden the town also starts getting fucked up. Um. Yeah, that's true. That's so. True. Like I think that, that's I think more up to the DM and how they want to want to do that as a player. If you want to throw it out as a possibility, sure. Um, everything else, I. I kind of like um, my yeah. my only. So you're you're essentially tying together the fathomless with the dark gift. The dark gift is what gives them the power, essentially. Yes. Cool. Um, with that, what was the question I kind of had? So, what do you think? If they gave them this power, though, why are they also trying to consume them with them? Are, are, is the fathomless ones the mists? Because I think they're they're supposed to be. They're not supposed to be. We can do whatever we want here, but they're they're almost kind of different, right? The mists are kind of the the borders between the planes, isn't it? Right? I mean, because it could tie into the yeah. water fathomless thing. Um, so maybe the mists are upset. So let's say that there was a creature in the water that was from a different domain or mm-hmm. a different plane, and gave this person a power that they shouldn't have mm-hmm. and then the miss maybe the miss this entity whatever the miss are maybe their whole job was to prevent these planes or these domains from intersecting for power to leave you know the normal mm-hmm. plane and head to the earth one or whatever the case may be material. and they're immaterial yeah and now they're pissed like okay now we're hunting the source of power that shouldn't be here yeah. so the miss are their own like thing and the fathomless is trying to use our character to break down those borders so that they can cross over and take over the world i love it so yeah i like i like that so like (laughs) because and and that's what i was kind of getting at is like put put our character between this this battle that is bigger than them (laughs) that they don't even understand their opponent and that they're being pursued from both sides the fathomless is is using them and like maybe you can still keep everything about the boat being attacked and going under but like maybe they were just happened to be because i think it talks about let's go back to the fathomless background or, or or uh class real quick so it says perhaps where is it is it merely using you to learn about the terrestrial realms or does it want you to open cosmic floodgates and drown the world right so like what like we don't have to fully go into what it is again leave it up to the dm to officially kind of know but in that moment if we're just trying to think through what some possibilities are it'll help us understand what that sea battle looked like because it could even be like oh there was a whirlpool and the ship got sucked into the whirlpool and maybe everyone disappeared or got thrown off or died and they were the only one left or maybe they did stay on it and they're the only one remembers it after this dream but essentially that could be the fathomless that was just trying to find a vessel trying to find somebody that they thought would be worthy and good enough to 
go and like maybe there's tasks that again and it can be in dreams or it can be in something else it's like hey you have this power now like and this is the classic thing with warlocks it's like you're given this power but i need you to do stuff with it to help me and so like they don't have to fully yeah. understand what those goals are <laughs> but i i think that and that's kind of what you what you said right they, they in some way showed this this uh will that inspired this fathomless i guess my only question is how do you think that act lines up with the personality trait of I like a job well done, especially if I can convince somebody else to do it. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's a good question. It's a good question. Um, <laughs> what, what, what do you think? <laughs> um, I think, I think what we can kind of, I mean, because we don't have to stick with either of those. Um, um, like, it doesn't have to be that's why they chose them. It doesn't have to be that, like, oh, it was this feat of strength. It could be maybe that they were the only one that survived. Or maybe they somehow got away and out of the whirlpool. Or maybe, like, because, again, like, they seem like the type of person that's not going to be the first in the battle. It's the only thing yeah. from, from here on out. So, like, what other things do they know? They have intelligence. They have the the wherewithal and the knowledge, right? So, like... What what if what if we kind of flip that? Like what if like the ship's going down mm-hmm. and this character is like, "Well, f- I'm not going to fucking drown. That's a terrible way to go." Mm-hmm. May- so maybe there's this whirlpool idea. I like the whirlpool. Mm-hmm. So maybe they get stuck in this whirlpool. They know eventually they're going to hit the bottom. The ship's going to get crushed. They're going to drown to death. So it's a terrible way to go. It's like, "You know what? I'm just going to end this quicker." <laughs> what if they jump off the boat in a cowardly's way of like abandoning ship mm-hmm. jump towards the middle of the whirlpool and the fathomless or whatever saw that as an act of like honor or maybe saw it as like they were coming like they're coming to attack me this little human sure. like maybe they've got some grit and it was not intentional sure. it's not the thought process of our character but the fathomless took it that way so, all right cool i'm not gonna kill you actually <laughs> or, or i mean what, what we can even maybe say is is that the fathom like maybe the, like because again the things you can do with these warlock patrons is these are ants as people are ants to this. And so like, maybe it was just yeah. like the fathomless plan was like, okay, I'm going to slowly put a whirlpool here and we'll pull here and slowly like just kind of putting holes and weak points and then slowly have things come through them. When he jumps out again, as a, as a cowardly act, it doesn't understand that he actually goes through the water plane. Cause again, he's a sea elf, so he could breathe underwater. Right. So like, Oh, it's true. So maybe he just abandoned ships in this whirlpool, not wanting it to crash and die and like whatever, like maybe there's a mutiny on the ship too. And like whatever like issue is like, maybe he's like, what else does he have? I'm a predator. All of this Harbor town. Once I start drinking, like maybe he just is like something happens on the ship. The whirlpool comes and it's this whole thing where they're just stuck in the middle of it. And he just yeets himself off. And then, accidentally gets access to this power and then the fathomless is like wait no one's ever gone through the whirlpool like yeah. <laughs> like what like and then he comes out on another part of the sea another side of the world or something like that and he just happens to be imbued with this and then the fathomless is like well since you're there what i was doing yeah. before wasn't working and no one's ever survived through one of these like usually it's just fish and i can't tell a fish hey go take over the world like, <laughs> like yeah. and you can though you survived <laughs> like and so, and then, no. and then, sorry, no, no, no that's it. That was it. Oh, okay. And then we can even have it be like the reason why the mists were there to begin with was to deter sailors from going to this area that had all the whirlpools. Yeah. But these guys were too headstrong and sailed right into the mists. Yeah. They're like, we're going to get out the or, other side because there's treasure there or, or something. Or, whatever. or again, so we have to think if this person, like pirates, 
there's a lot of physical labor with that, right? Usually. Yeah. This person can't do any of that. So they're probably the navigation person. They're probably... Yeah, or the captain. Sure. But what, what I was even going to kind of say is what can be fun... What's fun? What's more fun than having somebody between being chased by two different things, three different things? What if they <laughs> just wronged everyone on their ship and are trying and, and they know that they're closing in on them and he sees mist and he's like, "Fuck it, uh, chaos! <laughs> I'm just gonna drive right into this chaos and I'm gonna try and jump overboard when I can as soon as I'm in the mist and get the fuck out of here." And like the, in that moment, again, it gets sucked into the whirlpool. That's why the mists were there. And now you also have like, if you ever come across these ships again. They're upset with you <laughs> because yeah, but they probably died in my opinion. Sure, but, yeah, yeah that's could. something you yeah, could yeah, do. Yeah. And, and and maybe they did. Maybe everyone did die, and he doesn't know. But either way, he thinks they're still out there, and he slowly starts to realize, oh, I can do things. And that's why he attacks other ships on sight. Mm-hmm. All other ships are my prey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I feel like I've thrown a lot out there. Just how, how are you feeling? Where are you at? Um. So I like the idea of the mist. They were trying to protect this power from entering this yep. this realm, the material plane. Um, so that's why they're at. They were in certain parts of the sea to protect sailors or whatever from going into this whirlpool area mm-hmm. that the fathomless kind of dropped as traps to just you know bring chaos. Um, and then I, yeah, I kind of like the idea that they were just that they were trying to betray everyone. Like maybe they were lazy. Sure. They, I mean, they've got decent charisma, so they talked their way onto the ship, maybe to try to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were, maybe they were trying well, to get to a specific harbor town for the woman that they, sure. the pair of eyes that they love. Well, and so that, that's and um, the one other question what? I was just going to add is like, how do you think this, like the sea elf upbringing? Like it talks about like they live by water or in water or around that like a lot. Like, because apparently he can swim faster than anyone else and can breathe underwater and all of this. So like being on a boat to him is is almost like. Do you think that's second nature? Do you think like that's kind of where he grew up? And who is like this paramour? I like that idea of that's maybe his way of trying to get back there. Is he trying to get back to his hometown? Or like, what do you think? No. Okay. I think maybe since he is so comfortable around water, just it was a natural progression for him to get this job on the sea. Okay. And um, they're weak, so they always have to kind of like they they could, I guess, hypothetically, if you wanted to say this character probably could swim from place to place if they really but, wanted to. <laughs> Um, he's not a fish. It's not like he can actually like swim and do it the whole time. It's just he swims very well. And like you don't see yeah. Olympic swimmers being like, nah, fuck it. I'm going to take the, the river to the place instead of a plane. Like, no, they still take the <laughs> means of yeah. convenience. That's better. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, that's kind of what I was getting at. It's just like they – everyone kind of wants them on a ship because of how comfortable they are in the water you know they if something falls off the ship or if they have a man overboard they could save them mm-hmm. or something like that but um so i think it was just a natural progression for this character to become a sailor end up on boats mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're lazy like yep. it's just something that they've always been good at but they're not actually they're not that beneficial to bring on a crew and pay as part of a crew yeah. um so yeah it's kind of where i'm at cool. with it i like it um then the one thing I was going to kind of say and just try and add, so that's that's why they ended up on boats. Maybe there was somebody in some town. Like what what I was trying to get at is I like the idea of after this incident happens, maybe they're like you know I'm going to be off the water for a bit. That was really like a lot. Like yeah. <laughs> you know like sure I love water, but I just fucking went through a whirlpool like the hell yeah, and saw like Cthulhu yeah. <laughs> or whatever yeah. the hell's in underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and to that point, I think they return to wherever their paramour is, 
and like maybe there's somebody they don't have a great relationship with <laughs> but like they love them and they always come back to them and it can be this longing after thing and they probably spend like two weeks there and that's the first time they realize oh shit <laughs> what is what is this why 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 am i being drained what is what is happening and that's what i think yeah. i think that's when they realize they like because they're i think that's the mystery they're trying to solve is what is going on why are these myths closing in and i think what ends up happening is what i would try and do as a dm to give a visual cue and reminder to this person is that the town like probably the, a day before just slowly like fog starts rolling in and then yeah. it's that next day where it's like it's a thick fog and it's very thick and all and so like yeah and and then and then to that point like it's up to him to like figure out what do i do where do i go and like as a player i think you don't offer a solution of how to get rid of that because that's your end goal right is to get rid of this like these mist chasing you no one wants that to be the rest of their fucking life so your first thing is figure out that's what's happening second what are you going to do about it and then third how do you make it go away and like yeah i would leave up to the dm to slowly give you clues and hints and as a dm Yep, you got to figure out what they have to do to get this mist off its back. Is it getting rid of this fa- phantomless power that they have? Um, and I, I think as like a, a, I mean, they just kind of seem like they might be greedy. I'm just trying to think like what their end goal. Like, what what do you think they're using this this warlock power for? Pirate stuff. Okay, cool. Just generic pirate stuff. So they go back out into the sea. <laughs> yeah, I think they're kind of an asshole. Well, like yeah. they're one of those. I think I think we're creating uh, someone we went to high school with, you know, big big bark, not that much of a bite. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> <laughs> it would be awful to be a roommate with. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what I think. I think this character is because I mean I mean I don't know if the most charismatic person in the sure. world, but I think they're going to be a talker and it's going to mm-hmm. be like you know they'll piss someone off and they're not going to fight you. No. But if they have to, you know, maybe a tentacle comes out of their well, arm and say, smacks you around a little bit. Did you see that? And, and Okay. Did you see that? Well, since we're here, did you see that, that ability at first level? Yeah. Tentacle of the deep? Tentacle deep. Like, mm-hmm. But it comes. It doesn't come out of your arm. It comes up from somewhere within 30 feet or within 60 yeah, feet of 60 you. 60 feet. Um, that's dope. That's amazing. Oh, dude. And also, yeah. you get the get. So you're, you're kind of doubling up on the underwater breathing here. But at first level, you gain a swim speed of swim speed of forty feet, and you can breathe underwater. So like the sea elf, like it's just it's kind of compounding here. Um, what what I uh, we don't have to get into this, but what I think would be cool is figuring out like where this elf community was from, or why the sea elf was closer to the sea, and like because what might be interesting is like they're all sea elves that are kind of trying to unlock this phantomless thing also when that's why they were susceptible to it that i leave it up to the dm this person doesn't know they've always just been an asshole they want to be out in the sea they're greedy if you want to tie it to this hometown where they're from you can like i don't think you necessarily have to though yeah and because um, i don't yeah yeah because yeah. there's there's <laughs> enough here to play with and and what almost makes sense with this mist walker thing is of course you'd be on a boat you're constantly moving you're constantly yeah. going from place to place um so yeah, I think their end goal before they get this phantomless power is just be a better pirate <laughs> and just be better at trying to build up like some sort of crew. Um, they're not the muscle, they're the brains. Um, and yeah. And now they're trying to figure out how to get rid of this fucking mist. Yeah, they're trying to deal with the mist, they're trying to deal with this power that they have, but also kind of enjoy. Um, and I th- I do think like, if I were the DM, at some point this character is going to realize that they have to deal with the thing that gave them that power for the mist to go away. Yeah. That's what I would do if I was the yep. DM. Like the fathomless has to be dealt with. Yep. They're going to lose their power, but then the mist go away. Yep. And then, and then, also, what does the fathomless want from this person? 
how how are yeah. they trying to help bring like is it are they just getting information from them are they actually trying to activate more like whirlpools or open up because like this person could like the fathomless could just be um from the water plane right could just be a, a, a god mm-hmm. from the water plane and they're just trying to put more water in the world because they're a water salesman and a water salesman's always going to want to give you more water hey you need water you want to get wet over here water like so <laughs> it, yeah i would leave that up kind of the dm because again as a player you don't know you don't really know what yeah. they're doing and it could be malevolent it could malevolent it could not be um cool other than that i don't i think i'm good as far as background goes do you want to figure out um any all the other things like alignment age appearance name um so i'm gonna say they're chaotic and evil chaotic evil that is very yeah. difficult to play with a group with why do you... i still think they care i want to lean more into the chaos than the actual evil than chaotic but neutral the, the ideal says evil the ideal says evil I think that's maybe neutral. I mean, okay, so we just did neutral evil. I mean, I don't care. I'm not. I don't hang my hat on alignment anyway, I so I don't really care. I know you don't. But like but. the main difference for me between chaotic evil and neutral evil is chaotic evil. They would not. It would be very. I think it would be difficult to play that, tr- like truly, and be a a um. What's it called? A captain of a ship. If you're chaotic evil, like people are constantly just being fucked over and you can't really like you can make a plan but it's not like he's like a joker like figure then more so and, yeah but like i mean i guess i mean we, we you can do it you can do it just that's gonna be hard to fit within a group and maybe this is the bad guy maybe it's a bad guy pirate that has all this stuff coming after you and like you don't really have to figure him out like as, as a player character this is someone a dm can take and be like oh yeah he's got a bunch it's of stuff Davy jones yes david jones that's how he talks oh yeah I'll do chaotic neutral for the sake of being a player they well, just, they'll start bar fights walk away don't really care we're not going to talk about it anymore we're done don't give me a well don't give me a butt well, well butts because <laughs> um, alignment's stupid and can change at any time so chaotic neutral it is <laughs> um, age we chose an elf so they can be kind of old they can be Ooh, what if they're like right. the dread, the dead, the dread pirate uh, Roberts? Like they're just they're they're what? what? Princess uh, Princess Bride. Did you ever watch Princess Bride? No. How how? I never have. Why? Because. Watch Princess Bride, you asshole. Why should I? That's great. They killed my father. No, the man with six fingers killed his father. And he's Indigo Matoya. Yeah, now he needs to prepare to die. To die. Hello, my name is Indigo Matoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Isn't that also the movie that has the quote where it's like, you keep saying that yeah. word. Inconceivable. I'm not sure you know what it means. Yeah. Inconceivable. You keep using that word. I do not think you, I do not think you know what it means. <laughs> um, yeah, this is one of those movies I never saw, so I never have. It's really good. Anyways, in that, there's a pirate that everyone's afraid of and constantly runs from because like, he has this reputation that has constantly been taken on. But the whole thing is the pirate will retire eventually and just pass the mantle on to the, their like first mate. And then it'll just keep going and going. So it, the, the legend outlives who this person really is. Um, so again, it could just be like this, this figure of the sea that is a sea elf that has been around for hundreds of years. It would always just be him, but like just saying 129 years old. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I completely pull this on a tangent for that whole 
just to figure out how old he was. Yep, 129 years old, turning 130. Real upset about it. <laughs> um. <laughs> real upset about it when he lives to what 300 years at least. But oh, 750 is like 750 years. Yeah, but the first 130, after that, it's all downhill. Dude, I would make him almost turn 300. That would be more accurate. Very slowly almost downhill. No. Very no. slowly. No. Maybe they developed a salt allergy at, one, at 129, so now being out on sea mm. really blows. Mm. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe they're salty about it. There it is. Good job. Proud of you. Way to bring a pun in this week. <laughs> Um, um oh sure we t- we'll do three we'll do we'll do 229 i would say i was just say 290 is what i was gonna say for like three no okay fine I, i'll let you have your existential crisis thank you you're welcome <laughs> that was me yawning because yep, you're old and you're ready for bed i am three three five p.m ready for bed <laughs> um so I, i'm leaning into the pirate thing because okay. i'm gonna watch pirates of the caribbean when this is over but not really but is it? Oh, it's. And now we're banned on Twitch. But you have heard of me. You are by far the worst pirate I have ever heard of. But you have heard of me. Right? I love it. Okay. I love how later on in the movie, that dude's like right hand man was like, that has to be the best pirate I've ever seen. He's just like, fuck you. They're stealing the ship. Fuck you, Steve. You heard me say that earlier. Now you're just being a dick. <laughs> um, the pirate bandana, long hair. They have dreads. Um, lots of rings on their fingers. What color? Oh, let's see. Does it say what color, like, skin tone they have in the um, Constantly looking. They look, they're tanned. They look dirty. Because <laughs> so they don't shout. I mean, they're a sea elf. Though. They can just jump in the fucking water and rinse off. Yeah. So could human pirates but they still look dirty that's fair but like when they when they go um, overboard it's like oh no man overboard throw me a thing whereas like true, for, true. for this he'd be like bro I'm fine I'm just floating tie a rope to my foot I'll be back in a minute I'll pull the boat yo uh, not really I'm not that good at it but you know but okay cool I like it classic pirate swashbuckler I don't know I'm just writing down pirate words right now <laughs> Um, this actually, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, what? this would be a cool chaotic villain, like persona to have this person that is trying to do stuff. And like, imagine you're a group and you hear about this awful pirate that is just ransacking and doing all the stuff in the shores. And when he comes in the, like, this almost sounds even more like the Davy or, or, or Pirates of the Caribbean when the boat comes in the town, mists follow it. <laughs> like, yeah. And so like, it would be cool to have to hunt this down and, and figure out how to stop this, this individual while they're trying to let their phantom fathomless uh, deity in here and the mists are chasing them. Like that would be the way to get him to die, right? It would be lock him up for two weeks somewhere. A long time. Yeah. If he goes to going to jail, it'd be a death sentence. Mm-hmm. But, but see like, and that's, so he can't get, caught. how cool is that though? If I'm the DM and I know that's one way you can beat him, all you have to do is get him shackled up somewhere and leave him in one location long enough. And he'll slowly erode away in the jail. And I can leave hints of like, yeah, he's never been somewhere for that long. And oh yeah. And like the one time he was or blah, blah, blah. And like, if you talk to the right people and you talk to people that used to be on his crew and people he cycled through, it's like, wait, what if, what if we can just get him to sit still? What if we can just get him to like, 
Like, so you're saying if this character is taking it as an NPC, yes, as an NPC and as a villain that you're trying to beat. Um, gotcha. Okay. Because and that's just another way. Again, as a DM, what are some ways to play with this ability of beating people or or defeating a, a, a foe without going into the straight combat with them? Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad you had that thought. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I don't have anything to say. Um, but that's it. I mean, what else? Uh, what else you want to write down? Oh, he's a trident. Nothing. I mean, I'm going to... I like that. Yeah, let's try it on the back. Um, I'm going to write the backstory when we're done. Cool. Because I don't want to write type that out right now. I know what it is. Yep. They, don't, they really don't have any allies and organizations. I know you probably want to say the town they grew up in, but um, well, fuck that. Well, I was, even, I, was, <laughs> I was just going to say whoever they wronged in the Whirlpool incident. That could have been hundreds of years ago or like something like that, like... Or, or I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, yeah, you're right. And like, maybe it's just the crew they currently have, or like, just in some way, they have some sort of crew that's either with them or against them, or both. Okay. Sweet. This came together nicely. Did. I mean, I chose three things that weren't very contradicting, but still. <laughs> um. All right. So the sailor could have right. maybe like. Let's see. I don't know. I'll say we just need a, a, a the most important thing now, good sir. Oh, the name. Mm-hmm. Jack Sparrow. No, I'm just kidding. Do it. Sp- um, what if it's Sack Jero? <laughs> What's your name? What's your name, sir? What do you say to three shillings and you never ask me that <laughs> fucking question again? <laughs> he just gets pissed anytime someone asks his name. Yeah, because it's Sack Jero. <laughs> Pirate Sack. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right, nope. missing an opportunity. Um, why am I? I'm sorry, everyone. I hope are yawns contagious through podcasts. Oh, that's fine. I mean, I'm not yawning over here. I'm just watching you just mouth and gape. That's good. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> see my feelings? I can't even see them that much. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So the name. What is the name? Um. They're an elf, so if you want to look up like. (laughs) What I was going to say, too, is while you're doing this, to fill this kind of space, I know you don't want to go into any of the town stuff, but what would be interesting as a DM is to kind of think like maybe these sea elves are like a band of pirates in some way, and there is some sort of like long lineage between like sea elves out there that are like these pirates of the sea that are just constantly a nuisance to all these people. Um, in some way like even uh, um what is it in uh, uh pirates of the caribbean where they all get together there's like a bunch of different sects of of yeah the, i don't remember what they call it because the third movie's not very good so i haven't watched it a lot but yeah <laughs> but but even just to that extent like maybe the seals are one of the sects of that like right and so like maybe that's where he's from in the village like sure. he grew up on a boat i don't mind that the whole time but again, I'll leave that up to the DM and how much they want to go into the pirating of this and if this is an NPC or a PC um, that you, you end up using. But that could be fun to have like a whole pirate arc and have enter name here, be the guide or be the villain or be someone that you are playing and that you lead your, your, your group over there because you need help dealing with the other sects of pirates that are taking over your family's ship. I don't know. Um, son of a bitch. Just look up like elf pirate names. Be very specific with it. Oh, elf. Okay. Sure. Let's see. 
These are these are better pirate names than the stupid website I was on. <laughs> um, I don't know. Ooh, all these. All, it's funny that all these um, pirate names have like a nickname. So it's like this one, for example, is um, Lindford Shaded Link, or there's like. Brockhoist rum lover Driscoll. Well, I mean, he does love his alcohol, right? <laughs> he does. Rum. Where's the? Why rum? is the rum always gone? What if I really hate that when we build characters for me and I end up tying them to something in pop culture, we just like take the first and last name of different characters and tie it together, like a Jack Turner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or like a Jack Swan. Stop looking at me, Swan. Um, what do you think makes a good pirate name? Like, what's his nickname? What is he known for? Dreads? Uh, He's got long hair? Dirty hair? He does have dreads. I was trying to think about that, too. The Dreadnought. The Dreadnought? Maybe Dreadful. Dreadful. Yep. Play on words. People think he's dreadful. So, and maybe so he then is. if that's his nickname, then play off with the D. And like, okay, so the first name, like, Dakarius Dreadful. Or Dakarius the Dreadful. Or something. Um, what about Dave? Dave the Dreadful. What about it? <laughs> dreadful Dave. Dreddy, Dreading, Dreddington. Ooh, what about Dreading, Dreddington? This is stupid. I should have thought of this beforehand. Welcome to the... N- do you have any idea? All you're doing is giving me suggestions. Maybe if you made a choice, I'd like it. What I do you like think? I this is now you're attacking me with your anger here that you have at your own your own insecurities <laughs> over the name. That's how I live my well, life. My, my, my ideas come from... Nothing's my <laughs> fault. That's why I'm so happy. <laughs> okay. Um, but like, I like the idea of going off his nickname, right? The nickname's going to be kind of fun. So if he's got the dreads like this, I like the idea of playing with like dread or hair or... Or so, so I, I like dread or dreadful or dread like just something dread. So like again, my my thought process then is literally okay. How do I make the name cool around that? What about all the jewelry he wears and his nickname's like Drip? He's dripping. Woof. I'm not. I mean, that's. I mean, if we wanted, it could be. I'm sorry, I need to stop playing with my dice. Um, drip. Drip. Dread. Dread. Dread the drippy. Drippy the dread. Dreadster, because he can also. This is what he tells people his name is. He's this old. Fuck it. He doesn't remember his old name. This is just what he goes by. He's a given name based on his shit. Um, so it's what like a uh, um, dreadful's the last name. I think you should bring up some sort of D in the beginning. That's just like a thing he gave him that he thinks sounds impressive and are scary. So like that's why I said Dakarius. I don't know. Just I pulled random sounds together or or. Uh, Dav, uh, Davos that's a, a thing from Game of Thrones which I know now that I told you you won't want to use because that's how you work gross, um, de- gross. do you like the idea of going something D with dread dread or dreadful or dread dreading I'm dreading this part of the podcast I'm, I'm trying to help <laughs> um, this is how we get Dave Do. We- Dave Do, yeah, this is how you get Dave Do. What about oh, what about Bob after SpongeBob? What is the what ooh, is the pirate's ooh. name in the beginning of the SpongeBob song? I don't know if it has a name. How is he not? 
Okay, here we go. Use the first name your letter begins with. So mine is N. So duty, <laughs> cornbread, Bordeaux. Painty. His name is Painty the Pirate. <laughs> okay, so we're going to lean into... Okay, so I think his nickname's Dreadful, but it's going to be like... Yeah, but what is it? More so a reference to his dreads and not his, person, not his personality. Okay. So let's do... Droven. Drava. Drabble. Derbader. And this is where. What about. What if it's Drero? Like Drero. So we again take the Sparrow inspiration, but change it a little bit so it's not exactly taking it, but we take the DR that we like and take the part of Sparrow. So Drero. Drero the Dreadful. silence just just utter nothingness this character came together so nicely so easily with he doesn't have a name the, just every person that asks his name he pays them three shillings and say let's forget the name <laughs> what's your name sir never ask me that again here's three gold so he just goes by three three gold Sure. Jesus. Whenever people, if he's an NPC in your world, and people are asking about him, like look for the one that's always offering three gold. And and if you're playing this character, and the DM says, "What do you do?" Three gold. <laughs> they just gesture to you, like, "What do you do?" It's like my name's. I don't have a name. Here's three gold. Don't ask me that question again. And so you're paying the DM now <laughs> in, in, in the real world. He's <laughs> pulling out gold pieces. Here's some Bitcoin. Shut up and leave me alone. <laughs> Shut up. That's that damn question again. Um, I think this is the most difficult you know time you've it. ever Here's had what we're doing. Here's what we're doing. Yep. Um, I don't get why. It's a pirate. It's not even a real name. Pirates have oh, dumb names all the time. Names. Everyone at home, I fucking hate names, but I found one. I found some weird, you know, I've got this weird twitch, and I found some inspiration. So we're going to go off of this. We're going to name this character Jero Dreadfall. Amazing. Thank you so much to the weird twitch. It looked like a spider that was crawling up the side of your face. (laughs) Also, if you would like to be a part of Nathan's twitch, make sure to watch us every Saturday when we record on Twitch. (laughs) Thank you very much to the chat. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It just the o- came to uh-huh. me. Uh-huh. Great. Perfect. Moving the fuck on. What's next? <laughs> We're done. Okay. That took 20 goddamn that minutes. That feels like I've been sitting on the toilet trying to shit, but all that keeps coming out is gas. And I'm like, I know there's more in there. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that's that's what that's what getting you to name something's like. I hate... Dumb. You realize it's a mindset, right? Like, you could choose to love it if you wanted to. No. <laughs> okay. And just like that, we're going into the role play. <laughs> just like that, you've learned everything you need about me. <laughs> All right, let's get to it.
All right, we find ourselves back in the great, beautiful, bustling town of Podcastria, and it's a, a fine evening at midsummer, so it's nice and warm and steamy, and the the seedy tavern is is open, but it's not it's not too busy right now. It's the middle of the week. Podcastria is kind of more of like a travel-through place. It's not really like a destination, especially when it's nice and warm out. Being in, in this temperate climate makes it kind of uncomfortable with the humidity, how warm it gets. Um, so people will come and go and kind of pass through here, but no one really sets up here for like a vacation destination. But it does have a port that's not too far off uh, from, from the town. And therefore, as the... CD Tavern's been growing, having a nice patio now off into the back. They're trying to get more people coming in. So they've been doing advertising and having flyers kind of up on the other side of town where the port is. Because they're on the far side where usually road travelers will kind of come through. And that's usually the foot traffic they get. But Terrence has really been focusing on trying to just get more people in here because he's got to pay back some creditors for taking out all that stuff for the patio. So... It's a new scene in here tonight. There's some some people that there was a deal for anyone that can prove that they were on a ship in some in some capacity. And so in, in, in the back area, you see a little bit more, again, rowdier of a group of people. And they're, they're having a good time. There's a few tables that are kind of rowdy and full. And back there at the now new setup bar area in the back with a few like torches that are kind kind of lit on the outside in like nice glass containers. They, they look like candles with a kind of ramshackle set up. Um, there's a, a, a wooden tiki looking bar that back there you see Barry, who is kind of a little sweaty around the gills. And he's in this ridiculous shirt that is just so bright and colorful and full of these different like floral flowers that like it's it's a really bad looking um hawaiian shirt and it's a sign above him reads <laughs> tiki night <laughs> and he is back there trying to just cut a pineapple and he's never really ever had one of those before and that's all in the back area it's where everyone kind of is and that leaves just trevor just trevor standing in the front and he's got a flower necklace kind of on and as he kind of just stands there just waiting like smiling by the door there's a few people that'll walk in and he's like hi welcome welcome to the cd tavern sticky night uh if you would like to try one of our um uh famous mai tais please head all the way to the back and he turns and gestures to the the patio area if you're here to stay then please go Oh, okay. And the people just kind of walk by, not really giving him any any say, and he's just kind of upset. And then all of a sudden enters one of the most colorful-looking individuals that have entered the bar the whole evening as Jero kind of just steps up into the doorway and is there in front of Trevor. Uh, hello. Hello. Uh, are you here for the Tiki Night at CD Tavern? Or you look like you're a seafaring individual. Would you like to try one of our famous Mai Tais? 
And he just kind of opens up again and gestures to the back, clearly even more nervous now looking at this towering um, sea elf that has these long dreads. Huh. What are you going on about, boy? Huh. Well, we're, we're having a special on our back patio tonight, and if you would like to try one of our fruity cocktails made from rum or pineapple juice or other sorts of fruity concoctions, uh... Our our bartender Barry is in the in the back on the patio. I can show you. Why are you so shaky, shaky? Um, because uh, well, uh, this <clears throat> this is my first time having to seat people or like move like really like I usually just clear tables and we'll kind of like generally interact with them. And so I just don't. <laughs> it's a lot of people I have to talk to. Okay. So, would you like to go into the back? If it gets me away from you. Great. Well, follow me. <laughs> and he kind of like... Oh. He walks He walks just kind of away from you, like awkwardly, like, and then gestures. This way on your sea voyage adventure. I think, okay. And he's just kind of then walking back there. And you see as he kind of walks out now from behind the little podium he was standing at that he has... The equivalent of like leather flip flop like sandals in in some way, oh, <laughs> and there's and and I... as you're walking and you're kind of kicking the the ground, you notice your feet are kind of scuffing on stuff, and you look down and there's a trail of sand that looks like it goes from the front all the way to the back. <laughs> Why is there dirt on your floor? Oh, that's beach sand. Uh, it's supposed to be guiding you to your tropical getaway. I'm sorry. This... I've had enough tropical getaways. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know. In I'm my just... life. Okay. Um. Well, here we go. And you kind of get to the back, and he kind of pushes open the little like swinging door um, that you can kind of see over and through. And then as again he opens it up, you see the scene from earlier with a, a few people kind of getting rowdier back there, and you see Barry off to the tiki area, and and he kind of like looks up and, and he's holding this giant knife and like half of a pineapple that he's just kind of like been sticking it into and trying to figure out how to like fully really like this is a larger pineapple than he's ever really dealt with and he looks up and sees trevor open the door and you kind of stand there and he goes yes welcome to this tropical escape uh please please come over here thank thank you trevor uh uh, sir sir please over over this way and he gestures you over towards the the bar and there's a few other open tables but he seems rather insistent uh Ain't this a bit? This is a lie. It's 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 an escape. It's an excursion. It's it's a lovely little uh, what we like to call here, like a, like a, a massive event for you to be able to feel uh, like you're back out on the sea. Mm-hmm. Is it not fun? Have you ever? Have any of you actually ever been on the sea? Well, uh, uh, <clears throat> I per se no, but I mean. I think at one time uh, I've heard at least a story from uh, uh, one of our bartenders that he was, um, I believe what he said, he was a say last name Law. And so he'd been out and about and he... What the hell does that mean? What does that even mean? He's a very <clears throat> interesting individual and he will like overtake the persona of one of the, like, whatever it is he's done. Like, currently his name is Bar, last name Pender. Like it's just when I believe he he said he was out on a boat at one point and he was a last name Law. 
<clears throat> it's not really. Anyways, what would you like to drink? <laughs> I, uh, we have, and he kind of like, you can see that he pulls up like these different like bowls that are like these giant punch bowls. Like we have this, <clears throat> which is our uh, rum infused, or uh, yes, sorry, rum infused fruit cocktails. And you see some kind of like cherries and like apples and like it just looks like a random I... scattering of fruit that they kind of mixed in there together. Uh, but we also have you know, pineapple. I, I wasn't gonna drink, but I've dealt with two insufferable people since I've been here. So give me that. Uh, Give me that one, the blue stuff. Give me the blue oh, one, the blue bowl. Blue. Well, that one's not ready yet. I'm still trying to cut. But right now, that, the blue bowl is just straight. Just throw some rum in there and give well, it to me. Well, that's what I was going to say. Currently, that is only just rum mixed um, with some, like... Perfect. I didn't want to know what it's mixed with. Nope. Okay. I want okay, that. Well, we're still testing it out. It's called the Ice Bay. Okay. I want that. Oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> Uh, hang on. <clears throat> and he kind of reaches down underneath, and you hear him kind of open what sounds like a like a door to like an ice box of some sort. And he pulls out this chilled glass that around the rim has <laughs> like the the rind of a pineapple, and like kind of the the just enough of the meat of the like juice of it, like kind of on there, but it's like frozen to it, so you have to like drink over the rind of the pineapple <laughs> as it's around the top of it, and it's a chilled ice glass. <laughs> And he kind of sets it down, and then he moves one of the other bowls and sets it down underneath, and then he takes the, the blue one that you pointed to and puts it up and goes, <clears throat> Okay, so again, we're still pressing this one out, but it's a first tweaky night, and so don't don't judge it too harshly. And he, So hold on, are you going to pour that into this glass? But, well, yes, it's part of the... like. It, it, I just want that bowl. You, you want to drink out of the bowl, but this is part of the experience of tweaky night. I want the whole thing. I don't want this. I don't want whatever this is. This floofy, floofy, this this pineapple. It's I don't want the that. ice cream bowl. Do you not want to, uh, uh, sir? We've worked very hard on this, and I would appreciate at least giving some just open feedback about which you potentially you clearly have been out on the sea. I mean, look at you. You look okay. Like you know, you know, it's a hard thing. My to feedback. Do. My feedback is that this is very stupid, and I feel insulted. So. Oh. How the fuck am I supposed to drink out of this glass when the goddamn pineapple's frozen to it, sir? It's, it's like the lip. I can give you... And he kind of reaches on and he pulls up this giant bamboo that looks like it's been bent around to be like this crazy straw. It's like, I have this that you can put on it and then it rests on there. You don't have to sip out of it. That's for the very I'll take end. that straw and that bowl. Look, sir, we're trying to create a full immersive experience. For all. And I'm trying to get drunk because this place sucks. I, I don't think you understand the amount of work that me and my wife have put into planning this whole event. Tyrants put a lot of pressure on us. We needed to look. You don't. If you want this drink, <clears throat> you're going to have to drink it from that glass. Barry is now you gonna red me? in the face and just kind of like, I don't want to have to, but I am, I am, I'm putting my foot down. Oh yeah? You're going to put it through the floor, fatty? That is uncomfortable, sir. I have been on a rather slim, slimming diet, thank you very much, <clears throat> as of recently, and I think I'm able to fit in this shirt quite nicely. And as you see, like, you kind of look at the buttons that are just like... They don't really have faces, but you can tell that if they did, the buttons would be like, help 
me. <laughs> As they're barely hanging on in the front of his shirt. You know, when the story comes out that a patron beat up a bartender at the CD Tavern, you're going to wish you weren't wearing that fucking shirt. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, good sir, but I, you're not threatening me, are you? No. I just, I'll pay, I want that bowl of blue shit, the straw to drink it dry, and I'll pay you for it. I just don't want this, this over-the-top pineapple glass. If you want just a whole bowl without that glass, that's going to be 15 gold. Fine. Clink. Drops a fucking sack of money on the bar. Well, well, fine. I didn't want you to have it. And he grabs the glass kind of back down. You hear him slam it back down on the counter. I didn't want you to. It's not fine. You know what? Enjoy. I hope. I hope you get thick. And he just puts the the straw in it, and it kind of splashes up a little bit. No, no. Just go, go be one of your tables. I don't want you up here while I'm preparing the rest of this. I I take several large pulls off the straw. And, and and drink a good portion of it, and I'm like, oh. oh, you're still sitting there. He just goes back to the pineapple and he's like, just off to the right, and he just kind of looks back. Do you stay sitting at the bar? Yes. <clears throat> I'm like half done with the drink now. <laughs> Just pounding it away. How about it? The rum is very sweet. It's supposed to be. It's infused with coconut mm. water. Makes me feel like I'm in the Caribbean, mate. I feel so much better now. Well, good. I'm uh, glad you're happy. That's what we're here to do is just serve you. Listen, don't, don't be weak in front of me, please. I'm Gerald Dreadfall. I'm sure you've heard of me. Why would I have heard of someone named Gerald Dreadfall? I've clearly never been on an ocean. I've never gone anywhere. I've never done it. This is the most extravagant uh, thing I've ever done. Then it is done Perfect. Superbly, sir. The jars of dirt that you dumped on the floor were a nice touch. Do you mean that? Uh, to my heart, good mate, I do. Oh, thank you. And you see him kind of reach underneath and he... All of a sudden reaches back up and gives you a little card and an ink quill and goes, if you wouldn't mind writing that down on this suggestion ratings card, I would greatly appreciate it. You have cards. Yes, again, trying to improve the overall clientele that are coming in here. And Terrence has really put a lot of pressure on us lately to try and come up with fun events. And for someone like you, Mr. Dreadfall... Uh, clearly a dirty pirate that's been around all over the place. To say something like that would be great. Not all pirates are dirty, all right? It's just... You have a, sh- you have a shower and seawater? Uh, 
again dries your skin I don't even like going it's to, better to be dirty I don't even like going to that side of, of, the, of the town by the docks because this time of year it's just very it's very warm and I sweat yes I can see that you sweat mate I apologize. So, I'm usually better than this. I'm more well composed. Like I said, there's just been a lot of pressure from my boss, who's Terrence. I didn't even explain that, that who he was. He's, b- he's boss sounds like a prick. No, he's quite a sweet man, which is, makes it even even worse because then, like the meetings and stuff, when we're talking about the different plans moving forward, it's just more of like he's not mad at us. He's just disappointed and like. Mate, are your eyes sweating? No, I believe I'm crying. Ah. <laughs> uh. That's what I was getting at. Oh. Would you like some more? I don't, Stop oh, it. Okay. He slaps you across the face. That was on cardboard. Why? Stop bellyaching I'm, like some sort of wee babe. I don't know where I'm going. Mate. I, I'm... He just kind of turns and runs back inside. And you hear him just, just kind of shuffle away. And then all of a sudden, I, as, as he runs back inside, you, the door kind of like after it swings shut, kind of swings and goes, hey, Welcome to the great it's just tropical escape. Barry will be uh, right back. Just sit at the bar. Okay, thanks. And then Trevor kind of like moves back out and you see two more people just kind of confused look at him and look down at the dirt and kind of just walk like kind of out and just kind of like are very overwhelmed by the whole environment it's a lot right oh yeah uh we we were kind of just trying to do some shady shit in the back of this place and uh finally they changed all that (laughs) oh you're speaking my language mate uh my middle name is Shady Shit. Yeah, okay, we're gonna leave. <laughs> and they just kind of turn around and go back inside. Almost seemingly. Wait, 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 wait. Mate, I, 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 I. Don't leave me back here all by my lonesome. Oh, look, you look like you blend in just fine with all the environments that's happening here. You uh, have fun with uh, whatever this pirate gig it is you've got. We're, <clears throat> we're gonna head cross town. Hey, I am a, I am a pirate. Yep, sure. I'm a real pirate. Sure, sure. You look great. Love the fake hair. I'm not a part of this this fucking act. My hair's not fake. I yank on they're, it. They're gone. They walk back inside and the door's kind of closed. Ah. And you're now just left there uh, screaming at nothing, surrounded by I'm getting, the tiki I'm getting kind of drunk. <laughs> just now slowly, as Drero realizes he is becoming a part of this tiki immersive experience. So as Drero, okay. Drero sits there in his silence, um, he's like... I could use another drink. Looks around. Guess it's open service. And goes behind the bar <laughs> and starts singing Pirate's Life for Me. Is making their own yo, making ho, their own cocktail. Yo, ho. yo ho. A pirate's life for me. <laughs> On really bad eggs. And sane. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I didn't know what I was doing at the end. I didn't know where I wanted it to go. But then as soon as I did, I was like, ooh, yes. Drero is just becoming a part of this. And people are going to assume he's a part of the shit. <laughs> and that he's just like decoration. I'm gonna, 
And I'm going to get so drunk that <laughs> I accept it. Oh, man. I, I really well, – there's one thing in my personal life that I really want to practice. Oh, this chair sucks so Being bad. better at etiquette at tiki uh, bars? <laughs> no, being I want I want to be able to pull a pirate accent out of my like just have something that's a, a repertoire right okay. or need a reference I can just do okay. it. So I'm gonna work on that. Maybe I'll make another pirate once I think I've got it down. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. matey, I've got the scurvy. I don't know. That's <laughs> scurvy cur. I need some. I need some citrus to not have to worry about all of it. I don't know. <laughs> that, I feel like that slips into my generic voice real quick. Um. Yeah. But yeah, no, what do you think? I mean, again, like, in, in that situation, he still could have been chaotic evil. I mean, but, like, I don't know. What did you think? I mean, he slapped your crying bitch-ass face. He, did. he definitely did. Oh. It's true. <laughs> that did happen. So. But see, like, and that's the thing is, like, in those moments, I feel like that's that's the trick or hard part or trap of playing chaotic evil is, like, in those moments, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be super aggressive. And, like, that's what I even found, like, when I played um, um, Levitin, the devil paladin that I, like, I attacked Louis. Just Levitt. Levitt, whatever. Um, like, I attacked... Like, and that's, it's difficult because, like, in those moments, you're, like, you're acting on the... the I don't know. Sp- yeah, but you also wanted to attack me when you played that that's character. True. That's true. So. Yeah, there, <laughs> there was some of that in there. Um, but, but... Chelsea just listened to that episode, FYI. Woof. That's one of our more awkward role-playing <laughs> interactions because it's like, are they actually mad at each other? Are they actually angry? I feel like they're actually angry at each other. <laughs> like, it's just acting. We're just really good at... Really good at acting. It was good acting. <laughs> but in this, this felt kind of fun because, again, I, I just was trying to figure out, like, okay, I think, I think Barry's all about this. He planned all of it, and it's fun, and I knew you would shit on it. I knew, like, of course, of course, Gerardo would shit all over it. And, like, again, in that moment, yeah. like, he, he, he's, he's a, a, an interesting individual, but I think he does kind of fall into a lot of the pirate stereotypes. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's kind of what he ended up kind of being. Like, all of his in-battle stuff and background stuff is a fun new take on that. But I think otherwise personality, oh, yeah, he's a pirate. You're, you're playing, you're playing yeah. a, a badass. But, in, but most pirates, I feel like, would be a fighter or a rogue because there's even the swashbuckler background of that. Having, like, a warlock one that's not very strong or, like, I don't know, hardy in that way, that's a fun yeah. take. I've got a jar of dirt. I've got a jar of dirt. Where's Stump Thump? I forgot he called that i got to rewatch those those movies. Those Pirates of the Caribbean are great, but I feel like what they lose in them... One, we all know they get progressively worse as they carry on, as most franchises do. But like the thing in them that is a very good like teachable moment, I feel like, is is through the exploration of Jack Sparrow. He goes from being somebody that is very clearly acting like an idiot... And like using it to his advantage to actually just being an idiot. Like a lot of his things yeah. actually become like, oh wait, no, he is just dumb. And like even some of the stuff, self-referential jokes and stuff like that, they stop being like, oh wow, he's so witty and smart. Then it's like, oh wait, no, he's making fun of that of him. Like I don't get like, and it just gets weird, and you lose that character, which is very unfortunate. But yeah, um, I disagree, but I don't have a counter argument as to why. But what I want to say <laughs> is that I love what I like the most about those movies. Is they inst- they instill a sense of adventure? Oh, in me sure. That not a lot of movies do. Um, so I, I like. That's fair. I, it's just that that movie, the first parts of the Caribbean, to me, just has like a magic to it. It's yeah. got that movie magic for me that makes me want to like go out and do something. It's the same thing like Back to the Future for me instills me with like this movie magic, yeah. and it's like it just gives me this specific feeling that's hard to explain. But that's why I like the first one a lot. Second one's all right. Third one's not great, and I won't watch anything after that. <laughs> 
So that's fair. And you know, and that's where it's like, I think that's what often gets so lost in our culture nowadays with all these sequels and prequels and remakes. And it's like, it doesn't change anything about the originals. Like those are still there and they're still enjoyable and they're their own things. You can go back and enjoy just because like they get weird later on or they remake it and change stuff. I was like, you can still go back and, and enjoy the first one or the, whatever it was like, yeah, I, I, I've never understood how people can get lost in that sometimes. But anyways, unless it's game of Thrones, you, um, so anyway, glitter bomb. we're done here. Glitter bomb. That's another glitter bomb. Glitter bomb. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> since we're, I'm done letting Nathan get under my skin. Um, we're in the outro. This is it. Now I have actual anger. That's here. That I can use for this. And I'm not going to fucking ramble. Um, you can't stay here. Get out of the tiki bar. It's closed. Jero's kicking everyone out so he can have all the rum. Um, let us let us know what you thought of Jero. What is Dreadfall? Dreadfall was the last name. Jero Dreadfall. Yes. yes. Um, and maybe some art that we can use on our channel that we have up on Twitch. And so if you want to email us and let us know the story of this, why you loved this character, if you used this character, or why you hate this character. Shoot us an email at rngpcpodcast at gmail.com. That's the best place for long form, like, intercourse with us. Ooh. Is intercourse the right word there? Correspondence? No. Maybe? Let's wrap, hurry up. That got Just weird. I apologize. <laughs> for more short-term intercourse, <laughs> go, go to our social medias, which on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, they're all the same thing, at RNG underscore PC. That's where you can shoot us short little opinions, check and see when we will be going live, and keep up to date when we do other stuff on our Twitch channel, which our Twitch so glad you asked about is twitch.tv slash rngpc we broadcast there every saturday usually um when this goes live we will will be back up on there (laughs) so uh check us out there we go live every saturday uh noon eastern 9 a.m pacific usually or uh, within an hour or so of there um and that's where you can watch all this magic live behind the scenes be a part of the conversation that's where nathan maybe got the inspiration for the character name this week he did um and then the other place where nathan likes to put up some stuff is youtube right nate yeah i don't know why you always pitched me for youtube we got we got quick <laughs> tips there and fucking previews to our episodes youtube rng pc i i like having you involved here i feel lonely when i'm talking all by myself and you're just there waiting no you don't i, don't know, I know but i have to at least act like it otherwise i feel like it's just a self-centered asshole um speaking of being that Patreon is a great way to help us continue to be better, more well-produced assholes. <laughs> if you would like to check out some of our bonus content, we have bonus episodes up on there. We do our shout-outs in the middle of the show so if you get involved at the correct level. And we also have character, all of our character information. If you want to pull some of them down, depending on the level you get involved that you can get a certain amount every month. So you can take Jero, put him onto a pirate ship in your campaign with all the stats and background stuff that we talked about here. Um, and that's our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash rngpc. Um, if you want to help out, and help us continue to grow. I guess last week was our one year. It's crazy. Um, but other than that, that's it. We would normally read out a review here from uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, so if you listen on there, we would love to hear what you think. And we'd read it aloud in funny voices if you want. Or just in normal voices. Yeah. I mean, it's up to you. It's your life. Yeah. Um, Maybe you're reading it on a new iPad Pro 11 oh, We're back with on this? an Apple Pencil and a, key- and a keyboard. You mean writing it? Why would they be reading it like that if that's... Maybe I'm going to read it off uh, of that. And you also you also wrote it on yeah. that. 
and I'm happy. <laughs> well, on, on that note of Nathan chasing this endless pursuit of his happiness that he's apparently convinced he can buy, I think that's it for this week. Uh, so we will see you guys next time. And until then, make sure you keep rolling and you keep playing. Yo-ho, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>